Welcome to today's episode, where we dive into a critical topic affecting many expectant mothers, gestational diabetes. We'll discuss the importance of knowing your numbers and explore how this condition can impact pregnancy and the health of both the mother and the baby. From understanding risk factors and implications to effective management strategies and the significance of prenatal care and self-care. Our aim is to provide valuable insight and guidance. Join us as we navigate through this essential aspect of maternal health for a healthier pregnancy. Whether you're considering pregnancy, an expectant parent who planned their pregnancy, had an uh-oh moment and found yourself unexpectedly expecting, or knee-deep in parenting, this podcast is here to support you every step of the way. Hello, I'm your host, Kimberly Myers, and welcome to For the Love of Parenting podcast, covering topics from pre-baby readiness, pregnancy, childbirth preparation, the exploration of breastfeeding, navigating early parenthood stages, and beyond. This podcast explores the joys, obstacles, and more while providing guidance, insight, and relatable, honest conversation about the roller coaster journey of parenthood. Welcome to my podcast. Before we get started, I want my listeners to know that the information shared in today's episode is for informational and educational purposes only and does not serve as medical advice, a basis of diagnosis, or recommendation of treatment. Always, always seek the advice of your healthcare provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition or health concern. The information provided today is based on the most current recommendations at the time of this podcast. How many of you have actually heard of the term gestational diabetes? I know for some women, you probably have never heard of this term until you were told that you have it. Learning that you have gestational diabetes may be a shock to you, and you probably have lots of questions about what this diagnosis diagnosis means to you and your baby. So today we're gonna discuss what is gestational diabetes, the cause, risk factors, and how it affects pregnant women and their babies. So to help you better understand gestational diabetes, we're gonna first define what diabetes is and also the different types. So according to the American Diabetes Association, diabetes is a disease where your body does not produce insulin, which is usually your type one diabetes, or does not use insulin as it should, which is usually associated with your type two diabetes. Gestational diabetes is the third type And um, what happens is that it develops during pregnancy gestation, and it affects up to about 10% of pregnancies in the U.S. per year. So insulin is a hormone that's produced by the pancreas, and it acts as a key that unlocks cells, which allow the glucose um, derived from the foods that we eat to enter and provide energy for our daily activities. Without this key player, insulin, glucose remains stranded outside the cell walls and it's unable to fuel our bodily functions. So just think about it. Picture it as a locked door. 
Insulin serves as the magical key to open it up and let glucose in, enabling ourselves to thrive and power us through the day. So it's pretty powerful stuff. However, where things get critical, especially for expectant moms, is when the insulin isn't around to facilitate this process. And then the glucose starts to accumulate in the bloodstream. And let me tell you, this is not a healthy scenario for both you and your baby. So now that we have defined what diabetes is and we've talked about the different types of diabetes, I thought it would be beneficial just to come up with some questions to help moms navigate this gestational diabetes process. So the first question is, what causes gestational diabetes? So the exact cause of this condition is unknown, but here is what experts do know. They know that during pregnancy, the placenta, that fantastic organ nurturing the baby inside mom, goes into overdrive. And what happens is that it produces loads of hormones. Now, these hormones are critical for your baby's growth, but here's the kicker. Sometimes these hormones can throw a curveball by blocking insulin in mom's body. And so what happens is it creates a temporary insulin resistance until the baby arrives. Now, did you know all expectant mothers encounter this resistance to some degree? But fear not. The body's superhero, the pancreas, it steps up and it gets into the game and it cranks up insulin production, ensuring that blood glucose levels stay in the safe zone throughout this miraculous process. Now, this is pretty amazing. Gestational diabetes arises when a mom's pancreas fails to generate adequate insulin to meet your body's demand. Throughout pregnancy, this results in an inability to convert blood glucose leading to hypoglycemia, which serves as a diagnostic marker for gestational diabetes. So question number two, how do you know if you have gestational diabetes? Gestational di diabetes can be challenging to identify since it often doesn't show noticeable symptoms. So that is why most healthcare professionals advise screening all expectant moms for gestational diabetes at approximately 24 weeks into pregnancy. So certain factors like obesity, advanced maternal age, or family history of diabetes, that can heighten your risk and emphasize the importance of screening for this condition. So this is going to lead me into the next question of what factors place mom at higher risk for gestational diabetes. So there are several factors that increase the risk for developing gestational diabetes in women during pregnancy. And some of these risk factors include obesity, so that is being overweight or obese before pregnancy, that increases the risk for gestational diabetes. Um, advanced maternal age. So women who are 25 and older, they have a higher likelihood of developing gestational diabetes. If you have a family history of diabetes, so having a parent or a sibling with diabetes increases the risk of developing gestational diabetes. 
previous history of, of gestational diabetes. So women who have experienced gesta gestational diabetes in previous pregnancies are at higher risk of developing in subsequent pregnancies. Ethnicity, so certain ethnic groups. So um, anyone who um, is African-American, Hispanic, Latino, Native American, South Asian, and Pacific Islanders um, all have a higher predisposition to gestational diabetes. Um, polycystic ovarian syndrome, which is PCOS. And um, women with PCOS have an increased risk of developing gestational diabetes. High blood pressure, having hypertension before pregnancy, or if you have it during early pregnancy, that increases the risk for gestational diabetes. Sedentary lifestyle, so lack of physical activity or leading a sedentary lifestyle can be um, a contributor to increased to this increased risk. Having a large baby in a previous pregnancy, so if you're a woman who's had um, who has pre previously given birth to a baby weighing over nine pounds, the risk of gestational diabetes is subsequent in subsequent pregnancies may be higher. Glycemic issues. So if you have any conditions such as an impaired glucose tolerance or pre-diabetes, um, that can elevate the risk of developing gestational diabetes. It's important to note that while these factors increase the likelihood of gestational diabetes, not all women with these risk factors will develop the condition. So keep in mind, some women without apparent risk factors may still develop gestational diabetes. So it's important that regular prenatal care that includes screening for gestational diabetes is essential for all pregnant women, especially those who um, have one or more of the risk factors that I mentioned. So how do doctors diagnose gestational diabetes might be the next question that you're asking yourself. So doctors diagnose gestational diabetes through blood tests. There are primarily two types of tests used for diagnosing gestational diabetes. The first one is called the glucose challenge test, your GCT. And during this test, moms consume a sweet liquid containing glucose, and this is typically without fasting. Blood is drawn after one hour to measure the blood glucose level. If the results show a blood glucose level of 140 or higher, further testing may be required. The second test is your oral glucose tolerance test. And with this test, it's more comprehensive and it involves fasting for at least eight hours before the test. So initially blood is drawn after fasting and then mom drinks a sweet liquid containing glucose and then blood samples are taken at regular intervals. So that's typically every hour for two to three hours to monitor how the blood processes glucose. The diagnosis of gestational diabetes is made if blood glucose levels at any two or more of the test times, whether that's fasting, one hour, two hours, or three hours, are higher than normal thresholds. If initial testing shows significantly higher blood glucose levels, it's possible to skip the glucose challenge test and proceed directly to the oral glucose tolerance test for diagnosis. It's essential to follow the guidance 
of healthcare professionals regarding these tests and their results. So if you're diagnosed with gestational diabetes, a healthcare team will work with you um, to manage blood sugar levels throughout the pregnancy to ensure the health of both you and your baby. And this may include some dietary changes, some exercise, and sometimes medications to control the blood sugar levels. So how can you manage your gestational diabetes? Managing gestational diabetes involves a combination of healthy eating, physical activity, monitoring blood glucose levels, and in some cases, medication. So what I'm going to do is just give you some helpful strategies um, to kind of help you manage gestational diabetes. Number one, healthy eating plan. What you want to do is you want to work with your registered dietitian, which you'll probably be referred to, or a healthcare professional to create personalized meal plan. And this plan will be suited for your nutritional needs. The plan should focus on a balanced diet with adequate portions of carbohydrates, proteins, and healthy fats while controlling portion sizes and distributing meals and snacks throughout the day. It's critical to monitor your blood sugar response to different foods and adjust your diet accordingly. Number two, regular monitoring. What you want to do is you want to make sure that you're keeping track of your blood glucose level as advised by your healthcare team. And what this will do is it will help you understand how different foods, activities, and situations affect your blood sugar levels. Monitoring also helps to identify any trends or patterns enabling better management. Number three, physical activity. So rec Regular exercise plays a critical role in managing gestational diabetes. So you're going to consult with your healthcare provider and you're going to determine what exercises are suitable to do during pregnancy. And so you're looking at low impact activities like walking, swimming, prenatal yoga, or stationary cycling. All of these things or these low impact activities can be very beneficial. And you want to aim for at least 30 minutes of moderate exercise most days of the week. Medication. Now, if this is necessary, um, you're going to manage your gestational diabetes with insulin or other medications to control your blood sugar level. Your doctor will determine if med medication is necessary and, pre and prescribe the appropriate treatment. Number five. Regular prenatal checkups. You want to make sure that you're going to all your scheduled prenatal appointments. Um, and this is important for monitoring you and your baby's health. And your doctor's going to be looking at both, um, you know, looking at the health of you and your baby very closely. Your healthcare team will assess your progress and they'll make any necessary adjustments to your treatment plan. Number six, education and support make sure that you educate yourself about gestational diabetes. And you wanna seek support from healthcare professionals, support groups, online communities. Um, you really want to get a really good understanding of the condition. And you also wanna have a, supported, a supportive network um, that can help you manage everything more easily. Number seven, stress management, reduce your stress. And you can reduce your stress through relaxation techniques such as deep breathing, exercises, meditation, prenatal yoga, 
Those are all good ways to reduce your stress. And stress can impact your blood sugar level. So finding ways to manage stress is really important. And also, too, I'm going to add that those relaxation techniques, like the deep breathing exercises and the medication, I mean, excuse me, the meditation is really good because that'll help you um, as you learn non-medicine um, techniques for when you're going through childbirth. So if you're thinking about having an unmedicated birth or if you're thinking about um, maybe saving the medication for later, but you want to start out and unmedicated, these are all really good techniques that you're going to learn need to learn anyway. So remember that managing gestational diabetes is critical for both the health of you and your baby. You want to always follow your healthcare provider's guidance. You want to stay consistent with your treatment plan, and you want to make any necessary lifestyle adjustments to ensure optimal management um, for this condition. So how will you know if your blood glucose levels are on target? Monitoring your blood glucose level is critical for managing gestational diabetes. So I'm just going to give you some steps to help you determine if your blood glucose levels are on target. So the first thing you want to do is you want to use a blood glucose meter. Your healthcare team will likely advise you to use this meter to help you check your levels. And you want to make sure that you're following your healthcare provider's instructions on how to use the meter accurately. Then you want to know the recommended targets. So typically the recommended targets for women with gestational diabetes are before meals, at bedtime, and overnight, 95 milligrams per deciliter or less, one hour after eating, 140 milligrams per deciliter or less, two hours after eating, 120 milligrams per deciliter or less. And then you're going to consult with your healthcare provider. So it's really important to discuss with your doctor or your healthcare team to confirm the specific blood glucose targets that are appropriate for you. So individual circumstances might vary, and your healthcare provider will tailor recommendations based on your health condition and pregnancy. And you want to make sure that you track your results. So you want to maintain a record of your blood glucose levels regularly. And you can use either a blood glucose log or you can download an app that you can enter your results in and this will help keep track of this information. I actually have a um, blood glucose log on my freebie section of my website. So you can go to www.pregnancyconcepts.com and that's www.pregnancyconcepts.com. And again, go to the freebie section. You can download your free blood, blood glucose log. And um, you can record your results there. And you want to do this every time you check your blood, glu blood glucose. I'm having a hard time today saying blood glucose together. It's like a tongue twister. This log will help you and your healthcare team assess whether your diabetes management plan is effective. And you want to make sure that you review with your healthcare team. So during your visits with your healthcare provider, you want to bring your log or have your app 
where you downloaded um, all of this information. And this information will enable your doctor to assess your progress and adjust your gestational diabetes care plan if necessary. So I want you to remember that gestational diabetes management is highly individualized. Regular monitoring and collaboration with your healthcare team are essential to ensuring that your blood glucose levels stay within the target range, promoting a healthy pregnancy for both you and your baby. So you may be wondering what complications affect both mom and baby. Diabetes during pregnancy, particularly if it's not well managed, can have several implications for both mother and baby. So some of those effects are birth defects, high blood glucose levels, especially in the early stages of pregnancy, can increase the risk of birth defects in baby's organs, so such as the heart, the brain, and spine. Preterm birth. High blood glucose levels can increase the risk of premature birth, where the baby is born before completing the full term of pregnancy. Macrosomia which is a condition um, where if the mother's blood glucose levels are too high, the baby might grow larger than usual. And this can make di delivery difficult and increase the risk of injury to babies during birth. Babies may have respiratory problems. Babies born to moms with poorly controlled diabetes may have breathing difficulties after birth. Hypoglycemia, which is another condition that um, could be an issue where the newborn might experience low blood sugar, and that's your hypoglycemia after birth if the mom's blood, glu blood glucose levels have been high during pregnancy. And there's also some effects on the mom. So changes in blood sugar levels, pregnancy hormones can affect blood glucose levels requiring adjustments in the management of diabetes, changes in diet, exercise routine, routines, and medications might be necessary. Risk of complication. So if the diabetes is uncontrolled during pregnancy, it can increase the risk of complications for mom. So um, things like high blood pressure, preeclampsia, and increased likelihood of needing a cesarean delivery. Uh, increased risk for future diabetes. So women who have gestational diabetes are at higher risk for developing type 2 diabetes later in life. So that's why management is extremely important. It helps to minimize the risk associated with diabetes during pre pregnancy. So again, I'm just going to just reiterate the things that you can do to help you manage your gestational diabetes. So regular monitoring, um, having a healthy lifestyle with proper diet and exercise, weight management, um, using the medication if it is necessary, and insulin if it's necessary, and then prenatal care, just making sure that you get your um, prenatal care visits at a scheduled time and that you are actually going to those visits. All of these things can help to significantly reduce the risk um, associated with gestational diabetes for both mom and her baby. So lastly, you may be asking yourself, what should you do after your baby is born? Well, you want to still continue to work with your healthcare provider or your team, and you want to monitor your health. 
and some steps that you can take to determine if diabetes or if you have diabetes or ways to prevent or delay type type, type 2 diabetes are postpartum testing. So you want to get tested for diabetes no later than 12 weeks after childbirth. High blood glucose levels may indicate type 2 diabetes. You want to still monitor yourself regularly. Even if your initial test results are normal, continue monitoring your health regularly. You want to make those um, changes, those lifestyle changes, your preventative measures, like lifestyle changes um, such as physical activity, engaging in regular exercise to maintain a healthy weight. You want to eat um, foods um, like fruits and vegetables, whole grains, lean meats, and you want to limit processed foods, your sugars, and your saturated fats. Um, breastfeeding. I'm definitely an advocate for breastfeeding. So breastfeeding can assist in burning calories and aiding and aiding in post-pregnancy weight loss. And then also too, breastfeeding also lowers the risk for type 2 diabetes. So if you haven't thought about breastfeeding, this is the time to definitely think about it if you have had gestational diabetes in your pregnancy. Weight management. So if you're overweight, that puts you at risk for developing diabetes. So you want to make sure that you consult with your doctor for personalized guidance on, on weight loss strategies. Medication. So in some cases, doctors might recommend medication. Um, and this decision should be made in consultation with your healthcare provider. And then ongoing monitoring. So you want to have regular checkups. So schedule regular health checkups and screenings with your healthcare provider at least every three years to monitor your blood glucose level and overall health. And remember, your doctor may want you to follow a different plan. These are just some overall guidelines, but you're going to always work with your healthcare provider. And you want to also make sure that you... Um, have a good awareness and education. So you wanna make sure that you stay informed about the risk factors and symptoms of diabetes. Um, being aware allows for timely intervention and management if needed. So by adopting healthy lifestyle, including a balanced diet, regular exercise, weight management, all of these things can significantly reduce the risk of developing type 2 diabetes. So again, I cannot stress it enough that you always want to consult with your healthcare provider for personalized advice and guidance tailored to your specific needs um, regarding your health. Okay, so before we wrap up today's podcast, I want to announce a contest, a little scavenger hunt contest. And the winner is going to receive an Amazon um, $10 gift card. So you have to play to win. So what I am asking for my fellow podcast aficionados is to answer three questions, then send a picture to my IG and or post a picture to my IG. And the first person that does that will receive an Amazon gift card. So keep in mind, you have to answer all three questions and you have to send um, a picture. And I only have three podcasts so far. And what I will let you know is that there is one question per podcast. So you have to listen to all three in order to get the answers that you need for the scavenger hunt question. Okay. Um, so I'm going to go ahead and read the question and um, then we're just going to wrap it up. 
So the first question is, what are the five aspects of self-love discussed in the podcast that are beneficial for first-time moms? Again, what are the five aspects of self-love discussed in the podcast that are beneficial for first-time moms? Okay, got that? Second question is, name three hacks suggested in the podcast for moms to practice self-care during their daily routines. Again, Name three hacks suggested in the podcast for moms to practice self-care during their daily routines. Okay, got question number two? All right, your last question, question number three. List any three risk factors associated with the development of gestational diabetes in pregnant women mentioned in the podcast. Again, list any three risk factors associated with the development of gestational diabetes in pregnant women mentioned in the podcast. So I'm gonna say it all over again, not the questions, but just the criteria. So I'm looking for all three questions to be answered and answered correctly. And then I'm also looking for a pic to be posted to my IG. And the picture should be how you're showering yourself with love and care. And I will let you know, you can still go over to my website, which is www.pregnancyconcepts.com. You can download the 25 self-love activities. So if you're not quite sure what you want to do, that may spark some interest and also make you feel good in the process. And then I'm also going to ask that if you like these podcasts and you want them to continue, if you have any ideas, suggestions, or anything that you may want to be discussed during the podcast, please also head over to my website. Um, You can subscribe. That way you can get the newsletter that will give you information on any kind of contest or event that um, Pregnancy Concepts is doing, what the latest episodes um, of my podcast will be. And I really would just like to um, be, be more engaged with my audience. So I'm hoping that you guys will answer the question, send over your pick. The first person that does that will get that $10 Amazon gift card. All right, thanks for participating. Now that we discussed a lot about gestational diabetes, we talked about what it is, what the risk factors are, um, you know, how to monitor and manage it. I want to go ahead and share a personal story with you. Um, So with my second, I had gestational diabetes. With my first, I didn't. um, But with my second, I did. And I always like to say that it has something to do with the exercise. Um, I think my diet was pretty good. But with all diets, there's also always room for improvement. But I say the exercising, I believe, was the um, the one thing that really caused me to have gestational diabetes. And again, I don't have any theory on this, but just kind of, or have no evidence on this, but this is my theory um, because I couldn't work out. So with my son, um, I worked out all the way through and actually I was a step instructor and I worked out um, all the way through my pregnancy, but taught class up until about six six months because you know when you can't see your stomach after a certain time so um with my daughter though i was not able to work out and it's not because i was on bed rest or anything like that it was she wouldn't allow me to work out so every time i would go put on clothes or i would put on music i would all of a sudden feel nauseous and couldn't exercise but i know for me when i got the news that i had 
gestational diabetes, I was really concerned. And I was concerned because my mom actually had um, diabetes. And so um, just looking at her health challenges and the things that she went through, I always said that that was something that I did not want to have. And so even now as a, a you know, post well postpartum, but even now after um, the birth of my kids, I am very conscious about making sure that I exercise and eat right. And, you know, I make sure that I get my physical every year. I make sure that my doctor checks my um, or does the test, the A1C test to make sure that I am well within my targets to make sure that I'm not developing um, type 2 diabetes. But I just wanted to share a little bit of my personal experience with gestational diabetes because all of the questions that I mentioned in today's podcast were definitely questions that I had during that time. And, you know, I can say for myself that I was a little bit kind of devastated and in shock that I would actually have it. But I managed it well just through diet. Um, I did what little exercise I could, but the minute that I uh, delivered and got my checkup and got cleared, I definitely was back to working out. So um, gestational diabetes is not just something that I'm informing you about, but it's actually a personal story that I experienced myself. So if you are pregnant, thinking about getting pregnant, um, you want to just make sure that you are talking with your healthcare provider, making sure that you are taking care of yourself and your baby. As we conclude today's episode, we've unpacked the critical topic of gestational diabetes. I shared my personal story, shed light on its impact on pregnancy and the well-being of both mom and baby. Um, emphasize the importance of understanding the risk factors, monitoring your blood sugar levels, and embracing effective management strategies. So remember, prenatal care and self-care play pivotal roles in navigating this condition for a healthier pregnancy journey. It is vital to stay informed and proactive working closely with your healthcare provider or your healthcare team to ensure optimal care. So I hope that the insight and guidance provided today serves as valuable resources for all pre-baby expecting moms um, on this topic of gestational diabetes. So by knowing your numbers, adopting a balanced lifestyle, and prioritizing regular checkups, you're taking proactive steps towards a healthier and smoother pregnancy experience. Remember, as parents, do your best. There are no perfect parents, but countless ways to be loving and supportive. Signing off from the Love of Parenting podcast. Until next time, take care.